This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. Hi everyone, I'm Jane Tara and I'm chatting to authors and experts about their self-help, wellness and personal development books. If you're looking for ways to be happy, be well and be inspired, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Better Reading B. Helen Jacobs was a journalist who worked in PR and marketing before she decided to have a complete career reset and become a full-time psychic. She now hosts popular workshops and events and provides readings for people all over the world. Helen also mentors women how to create meaningful changes in their lives. She's the author of several books. Her latest is Follow Your Heart, which provides daily, weekly and monthly practices to get you out of your head and into your heart, which is the home of inner knowing. Helen Jacobs, welcome to Better Reading B. <laughs> Congratulations you so on your book. It's a it's a really wonderful read and it's one of my favorite subjects to discuss. The heart. It's interesting that there's so many people who are now drawn to books and conversations about manifesting, but they still miss the fact that the link between you and, you know, this creative energy, the universe, is the heart. You know, it's the magnet, or as you call it, um, an antenna. Just mm. can you talk to me about that? Would talk to me about the book. Let's let um, listeners know a little bit about the book. Sure. Well, the book itself, Follow Your Heart, is designed to make accessing your heart, your intuition, really practical. Mm -hmm. As a concept, it can kind of be, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, it's a bit woo-woo or I don't understand it. But actually, we're doing it all day, every day. And if we hone in on that, then we have this superpower we can access and it can be really simple. So that was the premise of the book. Here are some practices to get started. Uh, but in terms of the heart being an antenna, I see it as this uh, meeting point where we are receiving information from the world around us. We can intuit that, but we're also transmitting a frequency and a, a vibration to the universe. And so when we understand how that is being fed back and forth from us to the universe and so on. And we, yeah, we understand it. We harness it. We really can change the game with our manifesting, with our life path and direction and just knowing ourselves. Mm, it becomes a playful act, doesn't it? You stop sort of taking everything so seriously and being so overwhelmed by things. Uh, you say that the heart performs three vital roles. It's the true self spiritual home, our intuitive center and helping us navigate by feel. It's the universal antenna, so receiving vibrations and messages. And it's a vibrational transmitter radiating the frequency of our desire out into the world, you know. And this is something that I think people sort of confuse with like with manifesting they sort of think oh you know I I want a Ferrari or whatever and they're putting so they don't understand that it is actually tuning into and you know being a part of a frequency not a desire as such like a, a you know 
the car or the whatever. It's the frequency of, say, abundance or freedom or whatever that symbolises. Yes, you're absolutely right. I I like to think of it as, uh, in this example, the Ferrari is quite possibly what our head has told us that we desire. Mm. Uh, But the feeling of that and the vibration of that feeling is actually what we need to work with. What may also happen is we may end up manifesting or drawing to us, attracting to us everything and everyone that is a vibrational match to that feeling, Mm. which may or may not be a Ferrari. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so frequency, it's it's really um you write about vibration a lot here. And it is about tuning into that to get a desired result. Um, look, you open chapter one with do you believe life is geared in your favor? Your answer to this question could greatly influence your ability to receive guidance and manifest accordingly. And then you just a little bit later say that you realized life isn't just geared in your favor, but it's actively working with you to succeed. You know, and I just, I I love that so much because I feel, I sort of feel the flow in those words as well of what we're meant to be doing here in terms of a relationship with Mm. a universal energy. Can you just talk to me a little bit about that? Mm. I think if we were to only be looking at our world and our life experience, particularly in the past few years with, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that's going on in our world, at face value, that statement that life is geared in your favour feels fanciful. Mm. <laughs> it, it feels uh, like it is so far removed from the truth. But when we can switch our thinking and come into the heart, into our true knowing and into feeling, we remember that actually as a soul, we've come here to learn and to grow. How do we grow? By learning stuff, <laughs> by, by doing things that feel uncomfortable and that stretch us and that challenge us. And so if we can yeah, see that life is actually working to help us evolve both individually and collectively, we can start retraining our mind to look at the world a little differently. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's, look, and I, I, I am the first to admit that can also be a struggle <laughs> mm. because we have a mind, we have a, a cognizance and an intelligence that uh, wants fact and fi- uh, facts and um, you know numbers and and data. Uh, and if you just look at it at face value, yeah, it tells us you know well interest rates are rising and the economy is doing its own thing and uh, the climate's not doing so great. Let's take it a step further. What do we desire from that? What do we want to change? And what is our individual and collective role in doing that? Mm, And I like that you say collective because there is a lot of research going into sort of emergent consciousness at the moment where groups of people who are sort of thinking the same way and actively working on themselves in this way can actually create change collectively rather than just individually. And it's so important at this particular time. 
Mm. I think it's something really interesting. You know, we can see it in terms of technology. We're having this conversation from different parts of uh, the country and using the internet to tune into, I guess, essentially, if we think of it like a, a frequency. But we can have people all over the world in different time zones tapping into healing frequencies and loving frequencies and these really sort of expansive uh, frequencies of new thinking. Mm. Mm. As uh, I said to you, I've just come back from a, a retreat where, you know, there were 1,100 people there and very um, much, you know, on that frequency and it was just so inspiring and, you know, has left me feeling quite high, filled with happy chemicals. Mm, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the knock-on effect for that, everyone yeah. now that you come into contact with or those 11,000, is that what you said, 11,000 yes. people yeah, uh, from one event? Yeah, the knock-on effect. Mm. Um, yeah, it kind of blows my mind a little bit that we aren't tapping into something enough that could be helping us with so many of the problems that our minds have created. Exactly. And so your book definitely focuses on this. In it, you write that there are 12 universal laws just talk to me about using these laws. So for someone who is coming into this work for the first time, they might feel a little bit overwhelmed that, you know, there are so many, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and how do you work with them? I'm just using one example here. I really like the um, law of polarity and the way that you write about it there and throughout the book, because it really it sort of explains to the reader that you're not always going to be upbeat. You're not always going to feel, you know, and that's actually, I think you call it uh, ebb and flow of the heart. It's really important for people to come into this work and not feel like they just need to be happy all the time or they, you know, people get overwhelmed by that. So there are all of these laws here, law of attract, you know, the law of attraction mm-hmm. broken down into 12 universal laws. Just kind of give me an overview of how they work. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I want to jump off here by touching on what you said, don't be overwhelmed. And actually mm-hmm. I include them in the book, but actually don't focus on them all that much. And in my day today, I'm not actively thinking about each of these laws. Right. I think, and, and I write about this in the book that the law of attraction is the poster child of these universal laws. It's, it's one that we've heard of that, you know, what we're, uh, essentially what we're vibrating at is what's going to be attracted or, or returned to us. Uh, But I do love the law of polarity that you have suggested. And, you know, as you said, there are 12 of them. And when we can understand that uh, it's not as simple as having good thoughts or, you know, good vibes only, and and it kind of grates on me that that phrase, uh, because we do need polarity. We do need the ebb and flow. We do need to be taking care of our inner world Uh, there's a law of correspondence. And if we take care of our inner world, then we will see that corresponded uh, to what is coming to us from the outer world. So it's not that there is any one of these laws to focus on and to harness. Understanding them at a very surface level is more than enough to get started. And, you know, you, you touched on something earlier about this can be fun that we can play and kind of get curious about, well, what happens if I just work on my inner self? 
without forcing and plotting and planning in my outer world. The law of correspondence is going to start bringing the solutions to you without you having to work so hard for them. And when that starts, you you talk a little bit later about signs as well. And when you start receiving signs, when you start receiving back, that flow is there. And that's when you go, oh, this is fun. And, And not every day and things happen in your life. But generally there's a, my experience is there's a softer energy to life when you're sitting in this as well and and you can enjoy it more all the ups and downs but I I love that um you cover in it asking and receiving and you show readers how to put out a BSQ it's a big swirling question out and how to receive it back and um part of that section of the book is that you write about signs and you know I'm constantly asking for and receiving signs. And it's a reminder that we're creators in this playful universe, right? Mm. So can you just explain how to, um, briefly to listeners, Mm -hmm. how you would put that practice into your daily life of sort of asking and receiving? Mm -hmm. So when I refer to this BSQ or the big swelling question, we've all got them. What's the thing that you're ruminating on and keeping you up at night? Uh, You know, as you're listening, you might be able to identify what that is. Now, the frequency of that is probably some sort of angst or worry or concern. Yeah. So when we come back to the heart as a transmitter, if we're putting all of our awareness on that sensation, guess what we attract more of? More uncertainty, more angst, more kind of chaos. Mm. So knowing what the question is, is great. And then we put it aside and we come back to the feeling. Now, not the feeling of the question, but what we want to create, right? Yes. So when we're asking from our heart, we're actually asking for solutions. We're asking for answers. We're asking for the sign or the opportunity or the person to make its way to us. So how we ask is important. And, you know, spoiler alert, it's all in the feeling. (laughs) It's it's not in our mind. Mm. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I, I actually uh, was on a plane the other day with two young women. We'd never met before, but we got into a conversation about all of this. And one of them said to me, you know, I don't feel it. And I said, well, just fake it. It's fine because you fake it enough, you know, that your neurons kind of rewire and actually you start to feel it. But the signs, they happen anyway. It's like, the universe kind of throws some breadcrumbs at you. And the minute you start getting those signs, you're filled with joy. Mm-hmm. It's like that's mm-hmm. the way to get up that emotion and feel really, oh, this is working and you're happy because for me it was golf balls and owls. Oh, I, and, I haven't you know. heard golf balls before. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> Asking for little signs along the way that when they pop up, you do feel happy and then suddenly that's the emotion that you're working with on that vibration that you're talking about. I think with science in particular, we can't orchestrate them, Mm. right? Mm. And so I am often suggesting to my readers or, you know, clients, community members to not ask for a specific sign but to be really open to what that sign is. Uh, And, you know, I've written um, in previous books about spirit, the the universe, giving me license plates. And one in particular for my second book, um, I had met with my publisher and she suggested that particular book asking for a friend. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. And as I was driving home, I was in peak hour traffic and I, of course, put the question to the universe. And not even five minutes later, this car pulls up beside me at a set of traffic lights with a personalised number plate that said, right. 100% believe you. I do this all the time and it is, and it works. It It does. absolutely works. I was actually, little story, I was actually, um, you know, on a dating app before I met my current partner and I'd met a guy, been out a couple of times with him and I was on my way to meet him. Something was sitting intuitively just not right. And so I said, come on, universe, just let me know. Is this, you know, someone I should be putting my energy into? And within 30 seconds, this car pulls in front of me and the number plate, I swear to you, said, nope, nope. <laughs> and you promptly U-turned. <laughs> I just Returned pulled home. over, texted, yeah, ghosted him. No, yeah, I just, you know, oh, yeah, change your mind and, yeah, <laughs> something's come wow. up. But yeah, yeah, okay. and no. I love so, that. But also it shows that the universe can, has a sense of humour. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I think, you know, to come back to what we were talking about before, that there are absolutely things that are really hard right now. Mm. Uh, you know, the things that are happening in our lives and in, in our world. And it can be a relief to be reminded that in the really big scheme of things, this is actually a really magical, wonderful, beautiful place. Yeah, that's And we so have true. a really short time here. Mm, that's so true and so beautiful. Look, the second part of the book is the toolkit and it covers uh, sort of four key tools, mm-hmm. oracles, journaling, 
meditation and expression. And, you know, within each of these categories, you have written quite a few sort of subtitles under each, you know, uh, for example, expression, you've got mindful nature walks, yoga, mindful stretching, intuitive dance, chanting, singing, laughing, sound, but there's a, there's a lot there. You cover mm-hmm. a lot and it's broken down into these four specific categories. It's an excellent way for people to immerse themselves in this work. You've already given them the information in part one of the book and and shown them how to do it. But then this is the practical guide. But what I love about it is you break it down into uh, what you can do daily, weekly, monthly, and so on. So people don't feel pressure that they've constantly got to be working on this, like it really can fit into anyone's lives and even just the seed of it and then grow from there, can't it? Mm -hmm. I love that you've identified this in the book because I, it it could be overwhelming Mm. or you can just choose one thing that you're already doing in your routine. Don't add anything else to it. Just come to it with a different approach. (laughs) So if we use meditation as an example, we often are told you should be meditating every day and you should have 20 minutes at least maybe twice a day. And particularly for women, uh, and add to that if you are, you know, caring for others as well, it's like I don't have an extra 40 minutes a day for this. Mm. But your meditation might be when you're walking the dog or bathing the children or on your commute to and from work if that's still a thing (laughs) for you. It's something about being present in the moment rather than having to create the moment. And so each and every day, those five minutes or 20 minutes that you have will add up. Yeah. And then when I talk about the daily, weekly, monthly, by the end of the week, for example, when you perhaps of a weekend do have more time, then have a more formal practice and use it to look at what happened or what you learned, um, but without some of the pressure Mm. on this looking and feeling a certain way. Mm, I agree. I think um, some people, you know, have such busy lives that they use practices like these to be even more busy, (laughs) you know, Uh, and it's actually just meant to lighten the load if you incorporate it into your life in a way that works for you. Yeah. Can you give me an example or the listeners, an example of how you would incorporate it into say a week? Mm -hmm. So I think particularly if people are familiar with me and my work, that what I'm about to say may surprise them because I'm not doing everything on that list all day, every day. I don't have time. Yeah. Uh, And actually it ebbs and flows depending on my children's routine or what they've got on. So at some point there will be journaling and there will be Oracle cards and it might be a simple flip of one card and a couple of dot points in my journal. Uh, It might look like I didn't do the morning practice, but when I've walked the dog, I've meditated without ear pods in and, you know, I've just been present to that experience. Um, And if my day is really hectic as I'm falling asleep, that's when I meditate. (laughs) Uh, And if I I have to sleep while meditating, then that's it. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, really being quite... um, uh, mindful of where you are and who you're with and what you're doing 
is the point. And if that means that it's just being mindful while you're being interviewed or you're being mindful in that meeting with your colleague or mindful in preparing for something, that is a spiritual act. Mm, mm. And I think um, also in between all of those things, even to sit for one minute Mm -hmm. and just like, you know, go back to your heart, you know, just return to your heart. And I mean, that's the center for all of us to be creating the life that, you know, we want. So here we are out living it, living it and trying so hard. We've got to keep going back to the heart. And that's what's so beautiful about your book is that it is a reminder of exactly that, that the heart is the center. It's the intuitive center. It's the creator, you know, and we Mm. need to tap into that more. Mm. Oh, I love that. And coming back to that idea of polarity, our head is important. The the planning, the turning mm. up for appointments, the you know financial management, all of the things is important. But we need the polarity. And I think in the frenetic pace that our lives are running at, uh, we are so disconnected from our heart uh, that we need to add it back into the mix. And then once it's in the mix, actually, we have a whole other conversation about what we can do with it from there. But I I think we just need to start with bringing it back into our days more and more. Absolutely. I love that you end the book in part three with um, rhythm, ritual and ways to follow the heart. You know, it is constantly threaded throughout the book that there is an ebb and flow which I think takes the stress off people to, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, I'm not doing it right, you know, and you've explained what your practice of this generally looks like as well. So it's really easy for people to do. They read your book. Mm -hmm. There are some great tools there. The information is there. And then it's just about like gently easing it into your life until it just becomes habitual. Mm. I think there's a really hefty dose of self-compassion that the ebb and flow is woven into this because when we can remember to take the pressure off, it will naturally drop us into our heart anyway. A lot of that pressure is in our head Mm. and in our thinking and in the pace that it wants to keep. This is really about coming back to simplicity and stillness and self-love and self-compassion. All of that is in our heart And when that becomes the basis that we approach our day, our life, our relationships, our work, we really will start to change the world. Mm. And from this really simple practice. Mm, I agree. And I think, you know, given the last couple of years, people are craving this Mm -hmm. as well. So obviously listeners need to buy the book. You know, there's (laughs) lots of information in there for them on how to simplify their lives and to move into that, you know, more compassionate place. It's filled with great information and techniques, but what's one piece of advice you can now, just today, offer them to help them open their hearts on the way to the bookshop to get your book? (laughs) Okay. I mean, they can do this as they're listening. Take a deep breath. Put your hand on your heart if it feels comfortable and ask yourself what you really need in this moment. Mm. Just notice what comes up. Maybe you need a rest. Maybe you need lunch. Maybe you need, you know, something else. Not what your head, but your heart. What do you you need? 
And then I want you to observe the response of whether or not you can give it to yourself. Mm. Mm. Just start there. I love it. It's great. Oh, it's really, look, it's such a wonderful book. The book is Follow Your Heart. It's an excellent guide for honing intuition. Helen Jacobs, I've loved talking to you today. Thank you so much. (laughs) My pleasure. I've enjoyed this chat and getting to know you immensely. So thank you so much for having me. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.